G'day and welcome back. Adam Ashton from the Odd Survivor podcast. We just spoke with the eighth eliminated contestant, a very controversial one at that, Zach. Zach, the hunter, the former gladiator, who seemed to just click very well with the boys, but definitely did not click whatsoever with the girls. But this chat, we get into a little bit of that sort of stuff. We talk about the game. He was a massive player early. The first couple of episodes, he seemed like he was definitely running the show there. And he, as he had said, was definitely a, a big survivor player, that's for sure. Here is Zach. G'day, Zach. How are you doing? Good, Adam. How are you, buddy? <laughs> Good, man. Man, I'm not sure exactly where to start. You're a bit uh, controversial, but, mate, let's start with the, the boys. It seemed like you, you and the boys clicked uh, straight away. Yeah, man. Uh, we had a bit of a bromance going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, Robbie, Robbie, a bit like me, he's a Polish boy and um, obviously a bit of a gym bro. So, you know, we had that connection straight up. Stevie, uh, man, I love that guy, honestly. He's just so awesome. And then um, Benji, like, you don't get to see a lot of it. That guy is so funny. We had some hell laughs. It was great. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah, man, I, uh, good mates with Benji, actually. And I met Robbie before the before the uh, season started airing and mate I can uh, I can definitely see you fitting with those guys pretty pretty smoothly oh man look honestly we had so many laughs it's a shame you didn't actually get to see a lot of it because the amount of times we were in stitches just <laughs> taking the piss out of each other it was awesome mate I, I saw the uh, the new you run mate you were you were dragging up the rear man you you seemed to be the last in what was the go there <laughs> Um, well, you know what happened, right, is that I actually wasn't going to do it. I've never done a nudie run before in my life. <laughs> anyway, Robbie and Benji, they're first in the water. They're like, yeah, we're doing this. Anyway, then all of a sudden, little Stevie, he's got the kid off, and he's out in the water with these boys. Anyway, I look over at Heath, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to be a pussy and stand on the beach here with you now. I'm going to get this done. <laughs> first nudie run of my life, national TV. Sure, I did my mum proud. <laughs> Oh, mate, that's too good. It was interesting you said that you and Stevie were, were close straight away because it definitely seemed like the first couple of episodes you you were definitely running the show and you had Stevie tucked under your wing, but they got to him, man. They they took little Stevie out of there. Oh, dude, I, honestly, that was devastating for me. Like, I, I love that little Stevie guy and I, um, I wanted to keep him around as long as possible. I mean, for starters, he was one of my closest alliances, but... Um, you know, we just had some really awesome conversation. He's a really, really cool guy. But the, the girls just hated him. They were saying, you know, he's good in small doses. Well, that's kind of how I felt about them. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, we'll get, into that. we'll get into that in a sec, mate. We'll get into that in a sec sure. before we do that. But uh, I spoke to Stevie. He said uh, he said you're a bit of a drama queen, mate. He said uh, you were fun to hang around with. You, you got a bit hungry sometimes and didn't take it too well. Yeah, look, the thing is, man, is I, I do get hangry. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> if I go without food for a while, I'm, yeah, I'm not in a good mood. I, I get in a real bad place. So That's <laughs> he's, fine. Uh, he's, he's not lying there. <laughs> you're, a big, you're a big bloke, man. 100 kgs of uh, twisted seal and, and sex appeal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you did. Uh, you dominated the commando, man. The, a couple of those one-on-one challenges that everyone would have thought uh, the commando, you know, the biggest loser, the scary guy, the big dominant guy. And you, yeah. uh, he didn't bother you too much, though, man. No, no, he was. Um, but he was an amazing competitor. I mean, except for the tug of war one. I mean, that that had a bit of strategy to it. And um, him and Maddie figured it out real quick, where I didn't figure it out that fast. And um, yeah, look, he did me dirty. I fell for it like a sucker. <laughs> he ruined my hat trick. <laughs> He fucking ruined my hat trick. I was just 
<laughs> oh, mate, too funny. Now, mate, there was, you sort of mentioned it already. There was a bit of tension out there. Uh, you and the girls didn't seem to get along too well. Mate, what was the, the source of the tension? Man, they're just so freaking sensitive. <laughs> it's the same thing. It all started well before I was sort of talking. I mean, because I was talking shit about everyone, man. Hey, because, you know, I wanted to be a bit of the villain. But, you know, I was talking crap about the guys, about the girls, about the, the champions. It's just they only really kind of showed the stuff about the girls, you know, to kind of build the narrative, which is fine. But the, the thing is, is that we just couldn't even have really a, a conversation about anything with any substance or depth because they'd get offended over the content or my, my views on, on the content, I should say. Um, so that, that kind of was challenging in itself. Obviously, I make a few jokes that are a bit tongue-in-cheek and probably a bit sort of, you know, boys' locker room jokes and stuff, which they, they chose to get a little bit offended about. But, yeah... You know what it's like. <laughs> I suppose you just got to be careful, mate, with the the boys' locker room stuff. I'm, I suppose it goes down well with some people, but not others. Well, you're, you're dead right. Some women, like I, I get a lot of messages, man, um, and I've got some women out there that think I'm absolutely hilarious. That they get the jokes, and um, I suppose they're the kind of women that maybe hang out in a lot of male-dominated environments, possibly. Um, but yeah, some. Especially, I suppose, when you're in a, a, such a tense environment where um, everyone's stressed out, everyone's hungry, everyone's cold, I, I suppose it kind of magnifies those emotions a little bit. And if you're of low um, emotional intelligence, okay, you don't know how to, I guess, process your emotions um, so that you control them instead of them controlling you, well, yeah, it, it's going to be even harder. Now, are you putting yourself in that category or are they, they in that category? Um, well, yeah, look, I, man, you can't offend me, hey, seriously, <laughs> you can say whatever the hell you want to me, and honestly, water off a duck's back, the, it, yeah, some of the girls are just a little bit sensitive, yeah. so. <laughs> okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. Man, I saw yeah. you, because uh, you're, you're, you're a pretty likeable guy on the surface, man, you're a cheeky guy, big grin, uh, don't, don't mind a joke, um, did you get along with him early, or was it instantly just, um, tension? No, I did no, actually, early early on we got on great. I mean, and, and I was always trying with them as well. You don't see off camera the stuff that I was doing. You know, I, I actually made some island jewellery for these girls and made them bracelets and stuff like that. And I, nice. I actually had a pretty a pretty good connection with Anissa. You know, she was actually my link to the girls um, until she lost to Tegan in, in, in the duel. Um, so, no, early on in the piece we were fine, but... Obviously, as we start losing more and more, as a competitor, as a captain of a professional paintball team and um, as working in a you know, competitive sports environment and training lots of athletes over the years, you have to be objective and you have to be brutal when you're looking at strategies to be able to outperform your competition. And when you start having a look at your resources and the, you know, the players you have available and how you can put those key players into clutch positions... Well, you have to make, you know, start having that dialogue. And that can be offensive to some people when, you know, they're not your star players. They're not at the top end. And they want a more um, sort of egalitarian kind of um, environment where we're all equal. I, well, you know, sorry, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Especially, mate, in Survivor, you, when you guys have been losing a lot of challenges and you just want to win. That's, that's right. And really, that's all it comes down to because it's, it's numbers. So if we're not winning challenges... We're losing numbers, and you go into the merge down on numbers, well, you might as well just say, see it to everyone. So it's in your best interest to make you know, the, right, the right decisions early on in the game of who's, who goes and who stays. 
for sure. And it looked like Heath was um, working on you that time you guys voted Heath. It looked like, you know, it seemed like you were con- definitely considering voting out Anita. Was that just uh, the show or was it definitely something you were considering? I, I, that was something that I, I would have pl- toyed with the idea, but I really wasn't that keen on it because I didn't want Tegan to come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they wanted, it, you know, we spoke about Anita early on in the piece. Um, so that was just a conversation that Heath kept on bringing back up. He really had his target on Anita. Um, Heath kind of had his own direction that he wanted to head in, even though him and Tegan were working together. It was weird. Sometimes they just wouldn't vote together. It didn't really make much sense. Hmm. Interesting, man. What was the uh, the exile twist? What did you think of that? Did that because obviously it was working well. You guys took out the queen, but yeah, not out out. Yeah, that that kind of ruined my game for me because had Tegan just been straight up voted out, um, we would have been sitting sweet. Um, but unfortunately, you know, and then obviously Heath playing that idol. Not if we, if Heath went in there and competed against each other, you know, by the time they come back, Benji's lie wouldn't have been aired, and you know, things would have moved on seamlessly. So it, it kind of really ruined things for me. But um, the other thing is, that I kind of wish I went to exile because I think I probably would have done a, you know, had a better chance of taking Tegan down than what Anita would have. Did you ever think of that? Did you ever think I'd sacrifice myself to try and take her out? It's a big gamble. Yeah, it was a big gamble, and it was definitely something that I played with the idea with. I mean, what a great story. Go down there and finish the job, finish the job for the boys. (laughs) It would have have made a great narrative, but uh, in the end, it it wasn't really a risk I was prepared to take. Had I known Heath had an idol... I definitely would have put my name down for it. I would have said, yeah, boy, Sammy. Mm-hmm. I like it, mate, because uh, I think Benji said, Zach, do you want us to send you? That was in the middle of tribal. It seemed a bit yeah, tricky, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, well, because we had this discussion before we actually went to tribal. And we, I said, man, maybe, maybe we should send me. Maybe I should go down there. Um, so it was definitely something that we, we definitely discussed, but... Um, in the end, we decided against it. You're awesome, mate. Mate, I appreciate the chat. Hopefully, it uh, has been a bit of fun, not too serious. i got a feeling you might have some more serious ones coming up, do you? <laughs> I've had a couple serious ones, but, you know, I'm just trying to keep it lighthearted. Every- you all know I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, mate. It was, you're definitely a big character. That's thanks, for sure. brother. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Cheers, man. Appreciate See you, mate. mate.